Hey, what's going on, travelers and outdoors enthusiasts? I'm Jason, and you're here on the Days Travel Podcast. Joining us today is Madeline Millard. She's the park interpreter of Bastrop and Bishard State Park in Texas. She will be telling us everything you need to know about these two parks. Um, Historically, before people settled in this area, fires came through naturally every seven to 10 years. And so we're trying to mimic that. Um, They came through with lightning storms, but we're trying to mimic that with our prescribed burns. And there's a lot that goes into prescribed burns. Like some of them are five to 10 years in the making, like with all the planning that goes on. We have to have like a certain prescription for it where um, it has to be within a certain temperature range. The wind has to be going a certain direction because we have two highways that come close to us around us basically. And Bastrop is really close, the city of Bastrop. So um, we don't want the smoke to, um, you know, have a hazard to any of the people. Um, The wind also has to be moving a certain mile per hour because you can't have no wind. We have to have some wind to help the fire move, but we can't have too much wind or else it gets out of control. Um, The humidity has to be a certain amount. So there's there's so much that goes into it. And out of um, 365 days last year, we only had three days that met our fire prescription burn. We were only able to burn one day because the other two days were near holidays and we didn't have enough people. So um, (laughs) we have specific prescriptions to help out specific areas. And uh, it it, it was a perfect burn last year and it really did help. But but it is something that naturally occurred before people settled here. And if we keep doing it, then we can keep all the vegetation down to um, a healthier level. And it, and it helps get more of a variation of different plant life in there and the more different variation of plant life, the different variation of insects that will come and then the different variation of wildlife as well. So it really benefits the whole entire habitat. And that's what we're trying to maintain and bring it back to um, because it had gotten to such an unhealthy level with it never having burns beforehand. No, you mentioned about the vegetation bringing in wildlife and birds and all that. So you did mention there's turkeys. I'm guessing these turkeys are wild turkeys. But what are like birds, like uh, specialty special birds that comes through this park? Because birding is such a big thing. It is a huge thing, and it's actually something that I've um, I've wanted to learn this year. So really, my shorebirds were all that I knew of. So I'm still learning birding myself. But um, we had the peleated woodpecker here before the fire, which is one of the biggest woodpeckers in North America. And surprisingly, after the fire, we saw um, that number go down a little bit. But that's because we had um, like five to six other species that came in. They moved into the area. Uh, And one of those is the red-headed woodpecker, which is really, really special to have that here. Otherwise, you'd have to go drive to East Texas to find like the closest place in Texas to go find one. But now you can just drive to Bastrop. And we actually had a nesting red-headed woodpecker in the park uh, last month. So that's one of the really special ones that um, a lot of people come to find because it's just a really cool bird to find in this area, specifically because of the fires that came through. Um, okay, so let's, uh, so I'm a huge hiker. Okay, uh, if, if I were to come to this part, which which hiking trail would you recommend? Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. So if you were looking for like an all day hike, then um, we have the red trail, which we also call the scenic overlook trail um, that goes into the purple trail. And that that would be a really, really like an all day hike. Um, I need to pull up our map here, but I 
fear around, uh, depending on if you took other littler trails off and around, it could be anywhere from seven to nine miles. Um, okay. And that's pretty cool. We have like, we call the, the red trail, which is a scenic overlook trail. We call that the vein or the heart of our trail system because, um, every single one of our other trails go off of that trail. So you could take a lot of other smaller ones. You could make a one mile loop if you wanted to, or you could do that. You could really make any size loop if you wanted to off of that red trail. There's a lot of really neat things on the trails as well. Um, this is a historic CCC park. So the Red Trail has three historic water fountains that were built there. Um, so they're over 80 years old and they're still standing there. They're, they're not in use. The pipes have broken since then, but it's just really neat to see how that was built over 80 years ago for people to enjoy. And it's still there. You can sit down on it if you'd like to. You can't drink water out of it, but it's really cool to see. Um, nice. Then we have two historic overlooks, and those were the only two structures that burned in the fire. Um, we were able to save everything else, and those structures, the CCC overlooks, are half sandstone, so they're half rock, and it was just the roofs that got burned. And uh, we were actually able to find the original CCC blueprints and use the wood from the burned trees to rebuild those roofs. So it's really cool to see those as well, and they they're really beautiful. Then y'all just get to go through a, a creek bed area. No dead trees. We call the dead tree snags. No snags left because it was burned so severely and so heated. Uh, and then you'll have other areas where you have like just covered in all the saplings that are coming back up. Now let's go and talk about some kayaking, some water and some fish, because I think that's the other park right there. That's what they offer. Uh, yep. uh, Bishop State Park, you say. Um, so what do kind of fish uh, do people can expect when they go fishing there or is is that is that allowed? Yes. Um, so at Fisher, you don't have to have a license to fish. The water is completely surrounded by parkland. So um, we're one of the parks where you don't have to have a fishing license. You just have to pay the park entrance fee. Um, and we do have smallmouth bass. Um, I think there's some catfish in there. There's um, a lot of different kinds of sunfish. Um, but we had a fishing... Um, learned a fish day i guess a couple months ago and there was one guy that was pulling out a bunch of bass left and right so yeah we're known for if you can find a good spot they have some pretty nice sized bass in there that's like the perfect din like if if i were to map this out right now right between the two parts since you said 15 minutes if a perfect weekend i can literally have hiking and just venturing and just calming day on Bastrop uh, State Park and then go over there the next um, on the other state park the next day and just fish and then have a nice dinner at the end of the weekend that's like the perfect weekend yeah and there's a lot of good hiking trails at Fisher as well um, they're more covered in trees and shaded there was a fire that happened there in 2015 so half the trails are in a burnt area that is regrowing back uh, and then half the trails are in like a really thick vegetated area. So there's, I think about to eight miles over there, but there's, there's good trails over there as well um, that you can hike on. And uh, we have the canoes there. Those are for rent. And that's just so relaxing and so much fun to go out and uh, cruise around the lake in. And uh, like I said, it has the beautiful Spanish moss dripping off everywhere. It's just, you feel like you're in a different area. Um, we have mini cabins there for people that don't want to uh, try 
to tent camping just yet. The mini cabins have two bunk beds in them and they have a mini fridge and a microwave and a sink and a kitchen table. And then it has a nice porch that overlooks the lake and there's a grill there. Um, so those awesome. are really good. It has air conditioning and heating as well. Hey there, Traveler. I hope you're learning a lot from this week's podcast. And if you'd like to support us, go check out www.daystravel.com and enjoy the rest of this episode. So like, you know, camping is a big deal for when you're going out to these places. So campfires, and since you guys had many campfires in the past, is your burn ban a little bit different or what's the situation with that? Um, we, we don't have, we do allow like campfires in the campfire rings and we do have burn bans sometimes depending on what the conditions are. Those will always be announced in our kiosks and they'll be announced on headquarters or on our Facebook page. And uh, right now we don't have any burn bans. So you're good to What is a- your pace? Oh, sorry. What's your pace? Uh, or your, sorry. What's your Facebook page? <laughs> Uh, there's just the Bastrop State Park Facebook page and then the Bisher State Park Facebook page. So it'll be announced on either one of those and it'll be announced on um, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Park page. So there's different ways to find out if we have the ban or not, but right now we don't. So um, just as long as they're in the campfire rings and they're at a manageable level, which usually means below your knee, then you're set. You're good to go. Awesome. We provide... of wood too oh. so we have wood that you can buy from our headquarters buildings ah awesome how far okay so this is the final question um so how far, so you guys are a little bit closer to the city of austin i'm i'm guessing from what i've seen uh how, like how are your night skies that's a great question uh, we have really depending on where you're at in the park uh, you can still see the night sky really well, especially on those new moon nights. Uh, there is a little bit of a glow from Bastrop um, and Austin. But like I said, if you can find the good or good areas that are a little bit more tucked away, you can still see a really beautiful night sky. We do a lot of um, night hikes during our, our full moon night hikes, which are really fun. And then we do our, I'm I'm going to be going to training to do night sky programs. So um, I hope to, by October, have a lot more night sky programs on the calendar for people to enjoy because we do have a really beautiful night sky here. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let me know when you start offering those. I might come out and hang out with you. Yeah, of course. Of night skies. And uh, okay. Smithville and Bastrop are trying to become night sky cities. So they're trying to become like really aware of how much glow they're producing. So that's something on their their thing that they're working on is trying to produce less light to make less of a glow. We're we're working on it, but I have to get that uh, that programming. I have the programming is part of needing it, and I've been wanting to do that regardless anyway because it's just such a great program, and there's so many people that enjoy it, and it's such a really good educational tool to get people out. Um, but it'll be a really good thing to happen after October for sure. If you were to plan someone's weekend right now, like give them like a quick plan of to come out to these two parks for a weekend, what would you say? How would you, how would you navigate that? For a 
weekend. Yeah. Well, um, if they enjoy hiking, then I would definitely point out all the trails. It's really good to know the specific person so I can know what they can handle or not. But um, definitely start out in the morning going for a hike. Uh, then I, I didn't get to mention yet, we have a pool at Bastrop State Park that was built in the 1930s by the CCC, and that pool is still running. Oh. And so nice. for a little bit of an extra fee, I think it's just $3, uh, you can go jump in the pool and swim around in the pool for a little while, which is really beautiful and really cool. It feels so nice and relaxing. Um, so I would say go for a hike in the morning, then cool off in the pool um, for the midday, then maybe go for another evening hike up to one of the scenic overlooks to see the sunset. And then you can enjoy the stars from there too. So that's the first day. The second day, I would say start off at Fisher and go for early morning fishing. Uh, then once the fish have kind of calmed down a little bit, I'd say go ahead and get in that canoe and go uh, explore the lake a little bit more. Uh, and once you're done with that, you can go hike in the, the wooded area where the trees are covering you from the sun a little bit and you can enjoy some hiking over there and then of course gotta get that campfire going so that you can enjoy some s'mores at night and <laughs> uh, one of the cool things about being in Bastrop or Bisher is that you're only five minutes away from downtown Bastrop whenever you're at Bastrop and then you're only six minutes away from downtown Smithville so if you wanted to go escape and get some delicious barbecue or fried fish you can go do that for dinner as well you don't have to stick to a campfire if you don't want to or if you forgot something there's a place nearby to go grab some extra stuff Um, but there's also the beautiful uh all the historic structures we have here, we were designated as a National Historic Landmark in uh, 1997 because of our CCC buildings that are still being used because they were built so wonderfully well. Uh, there, We have their factories that people still rent out for weddings or for anniversaries or um, rehearsals and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then a lot of our trail systems were built that way. We used to have a golf course at Bastrop that now is turned into uh, areas for families to go biking on. So it's a really safe, great place for people to bike uh, with their family or with their kids. Or if they have a wheelchair, they can get good wheelchair access. We have a little bit of a tiny lake called Lake Mina at Bastrop where they can fish too and they can take that that trail over there. Uh, and I forgot to mention that Fisher, there's also um, mountain biking. So if you are into mountain biking, we have some mountain biking trails at Fisher. You guys have a lot to offer. Wow. For One more thing. A lot. Cabins over at Fisher. We do have um, historic CCC cabins at Bastrop. So if you're wanting to sleep in a little bit of history, you can go rent one of those historic CCC cabins. There's um, big, beautiful beds that some of those beds were built in the 1930s by the CCC. And uh, the, of course, the mattresses are new. Don't worry about that. <laughs> They've come with everything. <laughs> Uh, they come with a nice big bathroom. They come with uh, a mini fridge, a stove, a sink, a microwave. They come with air conditioning and heating. Um, and they used to be on the lake. We used to have a lake here in, in Bastrop. But after the fire, we had a bunch of erosion issues. And so um, the earthen dam that was built in the 1920s, it, it burst after we had a a flood in 2015. So we're actually working on getting that dam rebuilt. We're going to start that process, hopefully at the end of this year, then maybe in two to three years, we'll have that lake back. So then we'll have uh, a 10 and a half acre lake here that people can canoe and kayak and fish in here as well. Uh, where's the best place to follow, find more information about you guys? 
thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so again, you can look on our Facebook page for any of our programs and events coming up or just uh, any pictures that we post about wildlife or cool things at the park. Uh, then we also have, of course, the page that Parks and Wildlife has for us. And you can find any information on pricing for campsites and um, cabins, any of our programs there, or just more information about the area or what we've done after the fire to help bring things back. Um, you can actually make reservations for site-specific camping now. We started that this past February, so that's really awesome. And you can buy your day passes ahead of time. Um, yeah. The programs that I'm working on are uh, doing some canoe 101 classes at Bisher for people to learn how to safely um, get in and out of canoes and feel like they know how to navigate the water areas in a canoe and just feel safe and comfortable there. Um, we've been doing some fish printing which uh, is really fun. We're going to do that for the 4th of July tomorrow. Some red, white, and bluegill fish printing, block printing. Uh, and then we have some backyard bass and fishing 101. Uh, a lot of guided hikes where you can learn more about the fire and how we're bouncing back after and just more about the area. Uh, CCC guided hikes. Uh, just a lot of different cool things that are happening. Um, and you can find those on Facebook or on the Texas Parks and Wildlife, Fast Stop, or Fisher State Park page. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Day's Travel Podcast. I also want to give a huge thank you to all my supporting contributors out there. This podcast and my other content at www.daystravel.com won't be possible without you. So keep supporting me and watch out for my future content. Thank you. <laughs>